In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes to reveal Himself in ways that are sometimes hidden. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'll let your brains catch back up to English for just a moment. Are we all here? Okay, good. Can you see it? You probably don't know what you're looking for, actually. Unless you've done this little game that comes along with a little thing that at least claims to be German. It's the German Christmas pickle. Now, I do say claims to be German because it appears that this thing is German in the same way that, well, chow mein noodles are Chinese. Not very. In fact, it has a sordid history. Uh, We're really not quite sure where it came from. Uh, Some people say that it came from a German glass blower who was trying to sell, uh, sell ornaments and came up with the idea of hanging a pickle in your tree. Oh, it's something odd. And so, perhaps it's sold. And maybe that's the beginning of this whole German Christmas pickle thing. Or, if you actually have been in Germany around Christmas, you understand that there is a Christmas market. And people will buy strange things like glass pickles at that market. And so maybe that's where the German Christmas pickle came from. Of course, there's yet another story that during the Civil War that a German-American came up with the idea of hanging a pickle in a Christmas tree because he didn't have any other ornaments. Well, we're not really sure exactly how German our Christmas pickle is. But it does serve for something good for us to pause and reflect upon this night as we celebrate Christmas a little early here at University Lutheran. You see, the whole business of a German Christmas pickle, the way that you're supposed to use this thing, is that if you're a parent... You're supposed to go and hide your Christmas pickle somewhere in the boughs of your Christmas tree. Somewhere so that it's hidden just enough that you might be able to catch a little bit of green glint glowing off of the pickle. And you make sure that all of the kids are away. And then... You let them in. You release the house and the kids run into the room with the German Christmas pickle in the tree, but they're only allowed to get just so close. They have to stay a little farther away as they scan that tree and try to find where the pickle might be. And if they find the pickle, if they're correct in where they think that the pickle is, well, then they get a special treat for having revealed the Christmas pickle. A special blessing for being the child that 
was the most observant in looking at the tree. Well, in our readings today, there's a little bit of a Christmas pickle stuck in between there. Sure, the big obvious readings are there. Twenty whole verses from the Gospel of Luke, but who really pays any attention to little old Micah 5? Natasha did, because she had to practice to get ready for tonight to read it to us. But for the rest of us, perhaps it was a little bit of a German... Christmas pickle just sort of gleaming out there and we weren't really quite sure what to do with it after all it has some strange words oh you Bethlehem of Ephrathah what in the world is an Ephrathah and what do we do with this reading this shortest of our Christmas readings It seems to be so tucked away, so hidden from our eyes. Sometimes that's how we feel about this feeling that we feel that we're supposed to have around Christmas. This feeling of peace and joy, this feeling of sort of a sentimental Christmas that every time that Christmas comes around, I at least feel like I should be feeling something different because it's Christmas after all. Of course, it's sort of been Christmas ever since September when I walked into Lowe's and saw the first Christmas stuff out there. In fact, I even wonder if we can even still call this an early Christmas service. Or maybe it's right on time. But still, we're kind of struck with this feeling of wanting that peace and joy that comes with Christmas. That peace and joy that we all feel like we're supposed to have, but yet every year it seems like we're stuck around this time grasping for it not really quite sure where to look it's as if we're looking through the boughs of a Christmas tree trying to find something that shines well in that reading we certainly do have context we certainly do have boughs that Well, we're not quite sure what to do with what in the world is Micah even trying to say? Who is this guy named Micah anyway? Well, Micah was always a prophet in the southern kingdom of Israel that was called Judah. And while Micah was living, he had seen his neighbors to the north the northern kingdom called Israel, he had seen them taken away by these Assyrians who came in and plundered the land and took all of the people out with them. And during his time period, he had also seen people try to come into his hometown, into Judah itself, and almost, almost just that close, that far away from being taken away as well. But they were left there standing. 
But it was a worrisome time. A time where people were looking for peace and joy and comfort and all of those good things that we're looking for in Christmas. They were looking for a sense of security that they could hold on to after seeing all of this destruction that had gone around them. They were worried that it might happen again. So what are you worried about tonight? And what is preoccupying you? Is it that Christmas presents are going to start becoming expected and you're not quite sure where the money's going to come from? Or is it that you're having problems with the people that maybe you would have normally given a gift to, but you're at odds with one another? Or maybe it's something at work, or maybe it's something at school, but there's probably something there that is hiding that gleam of Christmas from you. Something that's hiding what is happening in Christmas because you're just so wrapped up in everything that's happening in your life. And so maybe you've come here today to stare at our tree and to see if you can find some hope. I hope you do. Well, Ephrathah, that funny little word that comes right after Bethlehem. We know Bethlehem. That is where Jesus was born. But Ephrathah, Ephrathah is actually the clan that lived in Bethlehem and a few other surrounding cities. But they were a very, very small clan. That's what Micah is telling us. That these, this clan is so small that if you included everybody in their clan, women and children and people that couldn't fight anymore, they would still not be as many as one of the fighting class of one of the other tribes that were around, one of the other clans that were around. This little tiny tribe. And so when Micah says, don't worry, in effect... Yeah, sure, the Assyrians came and took away Canada. That's probably a better way for you to think of the northern kingdom of Israel anyway. Yeah, sure, they came and took them away. And they almost came and took us away. But don't worry, because Little Hope, Arkansas, population 2,000, there's going to be a ruler that comes from there. And this would have seemed completely audacious to think that little Bethlehem of Ephrathah could ever produce anything that would save anyone except for the fact that it had already happened. You see, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, it was the home city of David, the greatest king who had ever ruled over the unified kingdom, both Israel and Judah together. He had brought them together. He was the greatest king ever. He was really a reason for hope. And it's almost as if God is using this little, tiny, hidden nugget of a minor prophet to tell us something about how he still gives us joy and peace and hope today. 
it's almost as if God was speaking through Micah saying, you want somebody that you can rely on? You want some hope? Then look at where I've given you hope before. Look at Bethlehem Ephrathah. That's where I'm going to hide my hope again. That's where I'm going to hide your joy again. That's where I'm going to hide your comfort again. And so, when we're looking at our Christmas trees and scanning them for a little glimmer of hope, he tells us to look to Bethlehem Ephrathah, to look at this tiny little unassuming town that has a glint of hope in it. A glint of hope that is a little baby boy named Jesus Christ who will soon grow up to be a man. And once he's a man, he will show once again how God hides hope in the most unexpected places. From little Bethlehem and Ephrathah in a little stable to a horrible device of torture that's used to kill criminals. That's where God is hiding our hope. That's where God is hiding our joy. It may not be the place that would make the most sense to us. But it's the place that he tells us that we know that we can go to. It's almost as if God from Micah is telling us. If you don't know where to look for hope. If you don't know where to look for joy. If you don't know where to look for comfort. Look at where I have hidden those things all along. Look at where I've hidden those things all along.